Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook. It's good to be in your company again. Christian Basics, more from Dr John Hall. As we continue our Christian Basics series here on Serving Today, May I just remind you that these programmes are designed to help us teach new believers some of the foundational truths about the Christian life which we find in the Bible. Now, while these studies are of particular significance for new followers of Christ, they are also very helpful for all the Lord's people to be aware of, even if they followed the Lord Jesus for many years. Before I hand over to Dr John Hall and Derek French, let me remind you of one of the many tremendous privileges the Christian believer has, and it's that we are united with Christ. There's a oneness between us and him that God wants us to both know about and enjoy. It's a cause of continual strength and comfort to know that nothing can separate us from our dear Saviour. And it's also a constant challenge to us to ensure that we behave in a way that is pleasing to the Lord who is with us always. And surely, in spite of our many failings, no true believer would want to live in any other way than to please our Saviour, who has shown his immense love by shedding his precious blood for us at Calvary. Now, in recent programmes, we've been thinking about one aspect of this unity with Christ, because we've been looking at the Bible's teaching about the Church. The Church is called the Body of Christ, and he is its head. That's how close this unity is. It's quite glorious and it has profound implications for the church in the world today and each community where the people of God meet. One of those is that we are to appoint the right leaders to work, as it were, under Christ and to lead us in the teaching of God's word, the Bible. In our last programme, John Hall spent quite a bit of time outlining the responsibilities and qualifications of the pastors or elders of the church. And we saw how much we need to pray for those who are in that position. He also mentioned another group who work in the church described in the New Testament as deacons. So Derek French asked John Hall if he could begin today by telling us who and what these deacons are and what their work is and how their office differs from those of the pastors or elders in the church. Well, the word deacon means a servant. So they help the church by serving the local congregation and the various tasks that that congregation needs doing. Paul writes to the Philippian church in Philippians 1.1 to all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi together with the overseers and the deacons, again another group of men. Also in 1 Timothy 3 verses 8 to 13, Paul outlines their character and task alongside the elders. Please read that for us, Derek. Yes, uh, John, again, the list is quite uh, searching, isn't Mm. it? Deacons, likewise, are to be men worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. 
they must first be tested, and if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives are to be women worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be the husband of but one wife, and must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing, and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. So each church then is led by a group of elders and served by a group of deacons. John, church membership is something we've touched on already in this series. Could you actually go over the biblical teaching for us in more detail? And can I begin by asking, is church membership a biblical concept? I have some very good friends who say that it isn't, Mm. and some very good friends who say that it is. But what is the biblical answer? I think the fact that your friends have a different view reflects that there's a certain fuzziness about what the Bible says but it's quite clear that each local congregation knew who belonged to them and who didn't. And in that sense, their membership was defined. In the Bible, the Christians recognised who was part of their group. It speaks several times in Acts of believers being added to their number. For instance, in Acts 5.14, it says men and women were added to their number. In other words, they knew who belonged to that specific number of Christians in that area. It was also possible for them to expel a member from amongst their fellowship for wrongdoing, as we've already seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. So each local church knew who belonged to their fellowship, and therefore, in that sense, the Bible does teach that there is church membership. Obviously, the most important thing is to have a living faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and to be willing to serve within the local congregation in your area. Should then every Christian believer seek to belong to a church wherever possible? I mean, there are some Christians who are very isolated and there are no other Christians Mm. for them to meet with. Well, then it's impossible in that situation. But under other circumstances where there are the Lord's people meeting. I mean, is that something the Bible expects us to do? Yes, I think it does, right from beginning to end of the Bible, that God deals with people as a community. In the Old Testament, the people of God were a community, living, working and serving together in the national setting of Israel. And so carried over into the New Testament, there's a new community which expresses itself as as a local church. Local churches are now international in scope. The Christian is meant within the local church to work and serve together with other believers. They're referred to in the New Testament, for instance, in similar terms to the Old Testament people of God, Israel. For instance, in 1 Peter 2 and verse 9 it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That's referring to Christians. So each Christian should, if at all possible, belong to a local congregation and serve there. For instance, in Hebrews, where the Christians faced persecution and were tempted not to outwardly associate with each other, they were warned, they were told, not to neglect meeting together. Could you read that for us in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25? And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, 
but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Yes, I was thinking there, John, you can't spur one another on to love and good deeds if you don't meet together, can you? No, no. And in fact, not meeting with your fellow believers discourages them. Mm. The way's hard. And so if you stay at home with your own private thoughts, they miss you. They miss your gifts. They miss your service. You miss your encouragement. So you should be there. For instance, the first believers at Pentecost obviously enjoyed being with each other, as we've seen many times before. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Notice this, all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You see, they devoted themselves to each other, to teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. Every day in that particular situation, they were able to meet together and share their possessions, their spiritual experience, their prayers together. And so we Christians need to develop a sense of unity and commitment to one another and therefore belong to a local community of God's people. It seemed to me that there's sort of two things in there that we need to belong because we will benefit from it because yes. we receive help from others, yeah. but also we need to belong to contribute to, right. to the fellowship and the well-being of other Christians. And it always must be that two-way process, mm. which often, sadly, it isn't. Sometimes people are all takers or all, all givers, and the, the people that want to give find it very hard to accept help. Mm. And the ones that always want help, find it very hard to give. And yet we've all got something to give. And in all areas, some of us need help. Mm. Thank you, John. Well, then, John, that leads me on really just to one final question in this session. What does the Bible say are the qualifications which apply to those who want to become church members? Is it open to anybody? No, no, you must be a believer, really. That means you've got, you've repented, you've turned away from your sin, and you've trusted and believed in the Lord Jesus as your Saviour and Lord. You're then baptised to demonstrate that union with Christ, and that baptism also is a, an entrance into belonging to that specific local gathering of Christians, a church. And then you're willing to live in submission to that church leadership and order, fulfilling your place in the body in love and unity. So you're believers, baptised, belonging to a local church in order to serve. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. We're just going to skip over a few ideas there, but ponder this passage on your own after the programme. Paul is writing to believers in Ephesus, urging them to live a life worthy of their calling. Now such a life is to be lived within a local church community where they are to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. Then he emphasises the seven things which unite them, the seven ones, one body, one Spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father. He goes on to say that Christ has given them each gifts for service. Some of them are pastors and teachers, who then teach others in order to equip them for service so that the whole body of Christians can mature and become more Christ-like. He says they're to speak the truth in love. And as they grow together, as they do that, they will become more Christ-like. 
Finally, he ends in verse 16 like this. From him, that's Christ, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So in order to belong to a local church, truly you need to believe in the Lord Jesus, be baptised, join a local church, and grow together there and serve together there, bringing honour and glory to God. Now then, listener, if you're not a Christian, you need to become one. You need to repent and believe. But if you are a Christian, find a local church which teaches the Bible and go and join those Christians and serve with them, seeking to build each other up in Christ. To belong to a local church brings with it tremendous benefits for every believer who is committed to that fellowship of the Lord's people. There is the spiritual food our hearts need to grow and develop as followers of Christ, which we receive through the preaching and teaching ministry of the church. There is the encouragement of being with others who, like us, love the Saviour, as we love and care and pray for each other. There is the help that comes by serving the Lord together, as we take the good news of Jesus first to the community where we live, and then reaching out to the rest of the world. Belonging to the people of God is so precious. And so we must draw our time to a close. Thank you for being with us here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.